Yes, hello everybody and welcome to Full Course Yellow, the In Pit Lane kickoff show. Tonight on In Pit Lane at 9.30 on Channel 31, we got Neil uh, we got Neil Kearney coming on the program tonight. Neil, you'd know him from you know, lots of television over the years, The Current Affair and going back, we mentioned during the break, sort of you know, going back to the days, you got to start with Mike Willisey. Back in the back in the day, and then was were part of a current affair for many years. Part of you know Melbourne Cup coverage, Bathurst coverage, a whole bunch of things over the years that he's done. Well, he's written a book on uh, the history of the Longford circuit. He's an old Longford boy. He grew up in the in Longford. And was t- telling some great yarns about when basically the world Formula One, the greatest drivers in Formula One, the legends, people like Jackie Stewart and Jim Clark. Uh, Jack Brabham, of course, they all came out of this tiny little town in the middle of nowhere in in Tasmania to race around the streets. And uh, he's written this book, uh, Longford, the little town with a big motor. And uh, he, he talks about that tonight at 9.30. But right now, we're just going to have a bit of a chat about all things motorsport. And uh, yes, it's, it's been fairly quiet now. We're getting to that time of the year where sort of, you know, like all the European and American season series are sort of quietening down. And so even even here in Australia as well. But anyway, it's good to, uh, good to have the crew with us again. We've got a... a, a it's it's a compact it was a compact panel tonight. We've got Pete, we've got Richard as well. G'day guys, how are you? All right, how are you? you? Not too bad. I think there was confusion. I met, I messed up. I'm still having I'm still having trouble getting to grips with this uh with this early start thing. And I put I just put in out of habit, I just put in that we were starting at nine thirty again, so I think that's uh probably messed up a Messed up a few, a few people. It hasn't messed up, uh, messed up knackers. G'day, uh, g'day, Paul. How are you? He's uh, there. Dave Howard is also joining us as as well. Um, there we've also got uh, coming up. Uh, we got Box. Say g'day, g'day, Box, Box, Box. Good to see you again. Uh, Paul reporting that uh, supercars on the Gold Coast got off to a bad start. Speed Cafe reporting an FMX crash at an autograph sighting signing session which injured a spectator so um that's uh yeah so that's not good I, i'm not sure i haven't got any details I haven't got any details of that but uh yeah we'll find out uh, something in a moment in fact i'm getting some stuff coming through now i think i'm just gonna have to pop off onto uh onto facebook for a second so i hope this isn't messing things up 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 here Yep, I got a message from Dave. He's up. He's up there already doing some stuff. But uh, yeah, I haven't got. I haven't got the Speed Cafe thing in front of me right now. I'm just going to bring it up and have a look. Yeah, it's a stunt. Yeah, stunt bike. Is the paramedics attended a supercar signing session after an incident with a stunt bike? Uh, stunt bike. The stunt rider landed awkwardly after hitting a ba- barrier. Um, also, I understood a female spectator stepped back onto a bollard while a male spectator was hit by the safety barrier that the rider c- collided with. So, um, so yeah, so that's unfortunate. But, uh, hopefully, it's not uh, it's not too serious. But uh, either way, these things go go wrong. It's always these sort of you know these stunts that go wrong. I remember as a I remember as a kid, I lived right next door to a to a drive in drive in theatre at, at Roval. And they had around this time, actually around Halloween time, they had a, a, a sort of a festival of uh, of horror movies, of you know the old Hammer horror movies, and they had this stunt one night, which it was, which was uh, a very morbid. Though you'd never get away with it nowadays, but they had this thing where somebody you know, basically hung himself from the from the from the uh, from the screen. 
And uh, it, it, this, this stunt went very badly wrong this night. We're all, we we're all kids, and we're all there watching this guy. And this guy goes down. It's like, you know, oh, let's, that it looks so realistic. And then we heard the next, uh, the next morning that, uh, yeah, the guy had actually, uh, had unfortunately, had, uh, had, had died as a result of the, the stunt gone wrong. So that was when I was about sort of, you know, ten years old or something, and that was the last time we saw some of those stunts. But. Uh, yeah, so it's a bad, 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 bad start. Yeah, you get it wrong and it goes wrong badly. G'day to Mad Cow Mark. How are you, Mark? Good to, uh, good to catch up with you as well. I'll just, uh, I better whip up some, uh, whip up some news in the bottom so we know what to talk about. Yeah, speaking of the Gold Coast, um, we'll, we'll start with this set, S5000. Are going to actually debut their push to pass system. They tested it uh, just only recently, and they're going to introduce it straight away. But I think there's only ten cars there. I mean, Richard. Uh, I mean, you, you're you're keen on the S five thousands as well, and uh, Pete. Yeah. So, what do you think? Is this something? Is this a good idea? Push to pass. It works in NASCAR and in IndyCar. I can't see why they wouldn't have give it a crack. That's um, close. It works in Formula One with DRS, which is a formal push to pass. Um, so I suppose, but I don't like it in either Formula One or I don't like it in any form of sport. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a big rap for DRS. I must admit, I, as you say, that I, I think the thing about the push to pass in IndyCar that sort of makes it a bit. A bit more attractive, and I'm not sure how the rules are going to work out for S5000. But it is a it is a strategic thing by the driver. I mean, they just don't have unlimited push to pass, mm-hmm. so they've got to you know they've got to think about it. <clears throat> Sorry, they've got to think about it uh, before they actually use it. Decide when and where that they can use it. Whereas DRS, sort of, you know, they've got it lap after lap after lap. As long as they're allowed to use it, as long as they're not under you know rain conditions or safety car or something, they can they can use it like every time that they're within a second of each other. They can actually use uh, the DRS, and uh, so there's no real strategy. If they had a certain thing, say, okay, you can use the DRS five times during the race, um, it might be a bit more interesting then because then you'd have to say, well, hang on, I think I can get past the car in front of me without using DRS, so I I won't use it. I'll actually work my way around the old-fashioned way. And then, when you are you know, stuck behind someone who's you know, got a considerable speed advantage, you can you can whack the whack the button and and hopefully go past them. But uh, yeah, it'll be interesting. There's only ten cars, and the interesting thing is once again a couple of a uh, couple of debutants uh, with very little one in particular with very little racing experience. Uh, that, that this is what worries me with S five thousand. You've got sort of yeah like. <sighs> Kids with very little experience jumping in behind the wheel, and it does one. It doesn't make for a good spectacle, and two, it it wrecks cars, and uh, it is very expensive for them. So I hope it goes well because it's to be a hell of a baptism of fire to be running an S five thousand for the first time around the streets of the Gold Coast. But it it will be good to see some big open wheelers back on that track again because you know. Yeah, it was nothing sort of, dangerous yeah. about the Gold Coast, Brett. We've seen the Indy cars there. Was there big crashes there? Uh, um, yeah, the worst. <laughs> you know, it's interesting that um, you have rookies at Bathurst in the supercars and other categories, and there's outcry. You know, oh, they cause crashes, blah blah blah. Oh. There's been nothing about 
um, S5000. Oh, there was a big goo and cry at Bathurst when they uh, piled into each other at the chase. Um, yeah. Yeah, there was a bit of talk about, about that. There's been nothing about S5000, the potential for that to happen. Well, they were, they were. They they banned them from Bath. I mean, they were supposed to be running at the Bathurst International, and in the end, the you know, Motorsport Australia said, no, we don't think that's uh, that's going to happen this year because they were worried after last year with what they saw. They were hopeful that it would all go well, but there were a couple of there were a couple of lucky escapes, particularly through the chase on a, on a couple of that uh, that last lap uh, problem with I think it was Nathan Hearn and Lewis Leeds. Uh, could have could have ended up very very nasty indeed. So, I think they're um, I think you know, I I agree I would agree with what what Paul's saying here. S five thousands are not suitable for newbies, and certainly not at a street track. It's really you know, it's really strange. I mean, the, they wouldn't let Nathan Hearn race a supercar, yeah. but you can get a kid coming straight out of carts jumping into an S five thousand, and uh, that's that's crazy. That's you know they're they're serious. They still are, even though they've taken a bit of power off and all the rest. And they don't have all of the uh, all of the downforce uh, that, that some people would like, including me. They're still seriously fast cars, and they're very powerful, and they're a handful. And even experienced when when you get someone like Rubens Barrichello telling you, you know, like wow, that they are a real handful. Um, they're probably not suitable for. Suitable because, as SB saying, they're especially on the hard compound Hoosiers, which I think they're going to change next year. But I would hope so. It's great that they've got, you know, it's great that they've got, you know, long lasting tyres, but I don't think it adds anything to the. They're trying a couple of new compounds at uh, the event that's coming up at um, Bathurst. Yeah, that's yeah. They tried a couple at uh, the test at the bend too, so they were they're, they're certainly looking. They're going to find the. I suppose they've got to find the compromise between having a a tire which is going to you know last and be affordable and you know not not fall apart completely. But at the moment, there's no sort of you know there's nothing to be gained by having a good tire strategy and you know looking after your tires and deciding when and when to use them or not because the things are they're like concrete. I mean they'll they they get to the end of the race and they wrap they're lapping their fastest laps sort of on the last two or three laps of the race. Uh, so there's nothing wrong with the tyres there. And then they're taking them out and they're sort of running them in a, in another race. They're, um, they're good value. They're good value for money. Mm-hmm. But uh, And I'm not one that thinks that, the, that all that sliding around necessarily makes for, for good racing. It's like, you know, well, yes, it makes for good, some good photos, but I don't think it necessarily makes for good racing. When they have their eight ten laps, it's, a, it's like a perfect um, perfect storm for them in, the, in a good way, like a, a, a quite a Halloween quote, perfect potion because the fuel's come down, the tyres are probably warmed up as best they're going to be and rub it in, uh, the tracks, uh, they get used to it, the drivers are starting to work out their braking points a whole lot. I mean, they have had may have had laps in and over the weekend previously, but all so like, it's perfect. So, of course, they're going to get the most out of it. The longer they run them, the better they're going to get out of the car. So, and because remember, this category is only a couple of years old, and not everyone's had a, not everyone's been in every single event with them either. No, that, that's it. I mean, it, it is still, it was, it was really sort of, you know, messed around by the whole COVID thing, as was so, so much. But they, um, they were just about to launch and it was all looking good. And then suddenly, 
you know, COVID hit and that obviously caused a problem. And they're running, you know, this is the first round of the Tasman series and it's a Tasman series that doesn't include any races across the Tasman. I think at this stage, it's still only a two, a two round series, as it were. I was, to, I was told that they were looking for a third round and that they, there were some feelers out for them to possibly run at Island Magic, but it would appear that that hasn't come off because, I mean, Island Magic is absolutely packed to the, 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 the corners already. So, I don't think there'll be. Don't think there's time. There was time for to run the number of races and laps the S five thousand wanted as well. So, yeah, I'm not sure what what they're going to do about that. I don't think they should be running for the Tasman series when they're not running over not running over the Tasman. And it's right for two. If it was only for two rounds, if they had one race in, you know, this weekend and one here and then one race in New Zealand, uh, they, I can understand that, but they haven't even done that. It's just two races here in, in Australia. So, well, if, they, if they added a, a race down in Basketville or Longford, that would count as an extra Tasman race, wouldn't it? Because it's Tasmania. So, well, yeah, quite. <laughs> you'd get away with that, couldn't you? Oh, quite possibly. The, <laughs> the Tasmania. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Paul saying cut the. The Bass Cup. The Bass Strait Cup. There you go. <laughs> yeah, cut, yeah. Paul saying cut holes in the floor, Flintstone size. That that'd be the push from the push to pass. That'd be a real push to pass. Seeing they run bedrock special tyres. Yeah, they are a bit like that. Well, are they? Uh, I know Knackers. Thanks for coming. Uh, calling. I, I missed the roll call. I was stuck in traffic. I do apologise, everyone. But um, they're they're going to add a few um, different things. They're going to change with the aerodynamics a little bit. I, I don't know if you just mentioned already. The push to pass is going to come in this five thousand. Um, as I said, you said they've tested tyres at the bend, and they're talking of talking out um, of checking out some uh, new rubber at at uh, the international as well too, which is good. So maybe I, invigorated a bit. I haven't had time to time to upload the photos. Today they announced the, they showed that the testing of the new uh, the new Super Formula car that the the chassis and bodywork that'll be running in Japan next year. And as soon as I saw it, I thought, oh, gee, I'd love to see S5000 looking like that. Um, they, they look they look a really nice car. They look very mean indeed, those Super Formula cars. And the new one looks uh, looks very sleek. So, But, uh, yeah, they're, they're a good-looking car. They're a, unfortunately, the racing hasn't been what we were hoping, and it hasn't attracted the, the quality of drivers and the number of teams that we liked. I mean, you know, perhaps if there was... Perhaps if there was twenty drivers within sort of you know one one or two seconds of each other, we'd be saying something different. But as it is at the moment, you've got you know like the people like Joey Mawson and Nathan Hearn and those people up the front who are having good races between themselves, and then after about you get you know past sixth place, the the talent sort of starts dropping off pretty quickly, and uh, yeah, you get people running around in the back, you know, really struggling, and and it looks like they're struggling. And when there's only eight to ten cars out there, you notice them, you can't hide them. Probably uh, other than another bit of form, uh, uh, what do you got? Tim Macro and John Martin, the only two that are quite consistently able to keep up with them if they were on any given weekend, if they all got some time in the in the uh, in the cockpit. So. Anyway, um, is that a um, E series uh, Peter Jackson up on your wall there, Richard? Ah, uh, it is. Yes, yes. Oh, that that, that was um, yellow and blue yeah, for a while. Yeah, um, I, I got that. Uh, um, that was a poster given out at the track on the day. Um, I don't know if I got it signed. I'll have to have a look at. It. I've forgotten. I've got a whole box full of them. Eventually, they'll all get uh, framed up. 
Anyway, they've all been living in the past this week uh, with the Gold Coast on anyway too. Yes. Yeah, so that's uh, so we get that on the weekend. So that'll be something uh, that'll be something to watch. And uh, I'm not sure what the weather will be will be like. There was some very strange. Richard Crail put out a a photo this afternoon. I don't know if you saw it. If you're a, a, a friend of Richard's on uh, on Facebook or anywhere, but he put out a, a a shot from the beach at Surface Paradise. The most bizarre sort of cloud formation that you've ever seen. It was like, you know, it, I, I don't know how it occurred. I've never seen anything like it. was literally like they just, it was like two photos spliced together and one was daytime and one was nighttime, but they were, it was taken at the same time. It was really strange. It wasn't and, like uh, Donald Trump in your, toast, in your toaster, on your toast, was it, on your bread? Is there like that? Nothing like that? Yeah. <laughs> well, it, it could be. Um, speaking of which, uh, last week, Dave Howard, the yes, I said on, on the show and I said online, congratulations. Congratulations to the Australian production cars for, uh, for 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 getting on the track at the bend. It was a, it were terrible conditions, and I understand the conditions were absolutely terrible. And there's a big difference between running production cars and running Porsches and and those sort of GT cars out there. But really, I mean, they got out and they did a great job. They it wasn't chaos. It was it was a good race. You know, some of the smaller cars, the Mazda three and the like, had you know was was very competitive in amongst the, the bigger cars, and they just they, they put on a show and they put on a great show. Not that there was anyone there to see it. I mean, the weather was so bad on the weekend that I think basically by you know, sort of halfway through Sunday morning, any the small crowd that was there turned around and packed up and went home. But it was on the television and it did make for some uh, some good entertainment, I think. Tell me what state hasn't got bad weather on everywhere at the moment and cancelling events left, right and centre. Everyone's struggling. What do you call saying? New South Wales, it's Australia, it's South Australia, Tassie, everywhere's got bad. I think WA's about the only place that's probably safe at the moment again. Pete, you were saying? Uh, Brisbane is meant to be sunny tomorrow, 25. Oh, that'll, that, that'll, that'll be good. I believe that it was actually it has, has actually stopped raining in Sydney because I heard someone on the radio who was up there for the, uh, for the match, which is on now for the World Cup match, and they said it got to about 28 in Sydney today and it was sunny and they, they were down the beach and they said you know, the people in Sydney, are, he said it's like they've just come out of the, come out of the Second World War and they've just emerged from the, they've just emerged from the bunkers because, you know, like they've, they've, they've not had sort of, you know, like, you know, it, it's, it's just rained and rained and rained for, and we're not getting a break. Pete and I were saying, before you know, before you guys got here, that uh, if you have a look at the the forecast for next week, it's basically rain every day. There's one day when I think it gets to about nineteen, but the day after Cup Day, Wednesday next week, is going to be about fourteen. Um, so you know, so Cup Week and I think Cup Day is going to be sixteen and rain and yeah, it's awful. The weather is just. Had a, had a mate who's a school teacher who frequented between Sydney and Canberra uh, a couple of times this week and said all it did was just bash down rain on his travelling all in, in his car between that's just between Canberra and Sydney. He just said they just did not cop a break. So it doesn't matter where you are in Australia, well, other than some of the humbugs, but most of the eastern seaboard right across, everyone's copping a bash. I mean, just this afternoon, driving home from work. Raining, coming Boring. home just a minute ago. Raining, everywhere. No, rain, 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 rain. We could have used it bloody 10, 15 years ago, but no. I'm so optimistic that it's going to to rain on Monday. I haven't. I've even taken the the covers off the wet weather tires and just put them. Into the car. 
So you're running the X, you're running the XL at Sandown. Tampa Motorsport have got uh, what is it's yeah. three days three days of racing at Sandown. That's correct. Uh, there, so 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 go through that, Richard. You, you before we started, you did say what yeah. was what was coming up, but yeah, there's well, three got, days of racing. Yeah, they've got a, a sprint, then they've got what they call a mini enduro, and then another sprint. Um, I'm doing one on Monday to start getting ready for the Challenge Bathurst. And then the Alpha Club are running a, uh, on the following weekend, are running a, their own sprint, and I might have a crack at that. I'm trying to dial myself in 12 months out of the out of the saddle. Um, yeah, Bathurst is, even so, is still pretty demanding, uh, even if it's just a, a regularity. Uh, just how, and how long could be raining. How long is your mini enduro? Richard, oh, the mini enduro runs all that. Sorry, mini enduro. How long is the mini enduro? It's it's a weird format. It's more sounds like um, twenty four hours of lemons, really. Um, <laughs> the the sub regs are sort of. Uh, you know, bring what you brung, um, get your mates together, um, but you better let wear long sleeves um, and uh, and shoes. And steel and, touch, uh, steel cut shoes, yeah. Uh, and, yeah. High bit, and a high and, bit, uh, yeah. Yes. We did a we did a story on the first one, uh, on the first episode of this season. Uh, we had an interview with... Um, with Adam Ronk and also with uh, with Michael Hop, Michael was running this one of the, the Suzuki there, and uh, yeah, the, it, it was a very very small field for the first one, but it has been very popular. The format's been hugely popular up in Queensland where this started. So I don't know how many they've got for this week, but it was a good day out. I mean, there was uh, that's where we I, I met up with um with young Abby Winger who uh, we had on our on our show last week. Um, that's where because she was she was part of that uh, she was part of the the sprint so they had the endurance race on the Saturday um, and then the sprint on the Sunday and yeah that that was it so I went on the Saturday for the endurance race because I thought it'd make a a good story and turned up and the place looked empty and I thought oh I've come on the wrong day and I sort of had because there was only about eight cars in the endurance race but the the sprint day on the next day. The sprint day was fantastic, and there were so many unusual cars. That's where we caught up with Ben Grice in the Trans Am, because um, you know we're walking around and in amongst all of these hotted up road cars and time attack cars and all sorts of things, and lots of XLs and all the rest of it. Is this you know bloody great Mustang Trans Am car? TA2 car sitting there and he was uh, he was running that and he was running it at very low revs because of course it's not uh, it's not one of the uh, open uh, the one of the 95 decibel days it's sort of yeah more around 75 so he was just cruising around uh, cruising around very quietly and uh, but but getting lawn, laps in and lawnmower noise levels Mm. Yeah, pretty much. Um, I think an XL passes that, but uh, <laughs> keep the fingers crossed. Hey, just um, Formula One tickets just going past about Hamilton. Not uh, not that. Did they manage to fire up the Benetton over at the Bend last weekend? I didn't get. I was obviously working most of the weekend. I know they were tinkering with it. I didn't. I didn't see. Somebody might know. I didn't see. The only thing I saw going around was the S five thousand, and it went around for lap after lap. After lap, after lap, all by itself, it was painful. That was, that was the, no, 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 that wasn't the S5000. That was the S5000 in disguise looking like the uh, the uh, course car, which was just clearing all the water off the track. 
So yeah. Well, was it? This was when it was dry, and it was like you know, I, I turned on, and it was like you know, this is fine. They were, and, and the poor commentators were struggling like nobody's business. Yeah. You know, talking padding, about padding, you know, padding, 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 because it was like, and here's one car, and so they had that out there. There was another car coming, and I think they were they were talking about the F1 car getting out there, the Benetton, yeah. and and doing some laps. But I I didn't see it. I just know that I watched a couple of laps, and I thought, okay, they'll stop it now, and they kept the laps. So I came in, I did some stuff here, did some other stuff, oh, walked back. Little, they were still... Yeah, remember that coffee shop we went to last week? Wasn't that some wonderful little coffee? And they did that little thing in the in the, in the latte for me as well. That's how bad they were, they were padding. Yeah, they were just, just talking about anything. Like, uh, look, there's a guy I haven't seen in 10 years. I can't remember his name. Uh, anyway, yeah. Like, uh, did, did you actually catch the commentary from uh, the uh, historics at Winton? First, on the Saturday, they were running um, uh, audio described. And I couldn't watch the racing. It was so funny to see um, someone trying to do uh, uh, teletext under a couple of uh, commentators. It, it was hilarious. It was. Oh, look! <laughs> I mean, that's. Oh, the, they, they, were, they were doing. Yeah. Um, they were doing yeah. the, the audio assist. I've seen uh, that before. Yeah. Underneath. Oh, it and, was. And of uh, course, it was. And yeah, it's just like on YouTube where they put the audio assist on where they. It doesn't actually match up to exactly the words that they're saying. Well, that, that's it. It's all, it's all AI, so it's all artificial intelligence stuff. It's all automatic. Yeah. I mean, I could flick it on here, and I mean, you know, for, on the YouTube channel, you just set it up and say, you know, do you want to run? I always turn it off because, you know, like it never, get, it never gets anything right, particularly it has big trouble with Australian, uh, with Australian accent, and it also has big trouble with, you know, anything that you, involves sort of, you know, foreign drivers or cars or place names or anything it has massive problems with with that as well so uh, yeah you see it all the time sort of you go to a lot of yeah a lot of pubs will sort of put it on because they want to turn the sound down so they'll have the that on in, in on the television and you'll have a look at it and you'll it'll make no sense at all but I think uh, the most famous one's been the the Alinta rab with the uh, cricketers in the last 12 months remember the Alinta energy and they and they walked in there and he's and uh, I think it was uh, Pat Cummings says, uh, turn heaters on, and it starts the raining, and then they, you know, the fire extinguisher. Yeah, there was the Linter Energy app for the cricketers. Remember? If you see these actually, things, actually, if you, if, on YouTube, have a look at, I think it's called, uh, it's it's Scottish Scottish voice recognition in elevator or something. <laughs> it is absolutely hilarious. It's like, you know, just say the floor that you want to go to. Hey, you want to go to number 25? Please say the floor. I told you. Number twenty-five. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah. Paul saying that they have humans have trouble understanding me. So yes. <laughs> hey, I'll add to that, Knackers. It's try and keep up with him. We're at the track sometimes. He, I, he tells me I disappear sometimes, but I'm usually just following a lead. I try and find out where he's gone. They went. Look at it, trudge, trudge, trudge. Off he goes. Like you know, he's like Richard as well, though. Too at the track, he's like. Yeah. You, Turn you, around, he's, he's gone. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's got that. Like, I like yeah. to keep. I like to keep moving. It's harder to hit a harder to hit a moving target. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's true. You can't get in the crosshairs, then, can you? Yeah. So, so anyway, no. According to David, it didn't run at the band and SB saying that they did fire it up on Saturday, but it didn't get out for a didn't get out for a run. So that's a, a unfortunate. Um, seen at the bottom there, our championship leader Jimmy uh, Bizdiak in um, Formula Ford is not going to contest this week. 
week's final round at Sydney Motorsport Park as part of the New South Wales State Series because uh, he's decided that rather than sort of you know, win the Australian Formula Ford Championship, he's going over to the UK to uh, do a test drive of a Formula 4 car and it's uh, been, I think, been sort of, you know, greeted with mixed emotions from a couple of people saying that, you know, like he's been racing all year. He's currently leading by 11 points from a couple of people, including us, um, Valentino Astuti, who was our guest on the opening show on Inpit Lane this year. And, uh, I mean, the Formula Ford guys have put the best spin on it and sort of said, oh, well, we wish him luck and we can understand, you know, he's got this opportunity. But uh, some people have also said, well, it shows how much they, how much, they sort of consider this and how important they consider this championship that they'll just sort of literally walk away from a championship on the basis of getting you know, one test drive in a Formula 4 at, uh, at Brands Hatch or somewhere. You've got to look at the bigger picture. Come on. Yeah, fair. Who, who would if put themselves in, in anyone's shoes at that young age or wherever where you are, would you pass up the opportunity? No, nobody would. Come on, be realistic. So, yeah, I agree. Don, yeah. you're right. No, no, you put yourself in their shoes for a second. You've got the same sort of pedigree. You've had the same sort of experience races. And, yes, there is a championship, but it's not like in 10 years or 15 years and you're still running around in a, for a bit of fun and just for kicks and giggles, you can say, hey, I, I had the championship in the bag, but I had the opportunity to go overseas and just race something different, and you never know where it might lead to. So what, what's wrong with that? I mean, put it on. Yeah, I suppose it. I suppose it depends in terms of like he's only young, and it's mm-hmm. there's no doubt that you know he's obviously paying. I imagine he's paying for the or his family are paying for the for the test drive, and so there'd be opportunities to do that again early next year. You'd imagine so. Yeah, so okay. I, why, why is why is it so important to get to this particular? you know, test right rather than sort of, you know, leave it until sort of early next year or something or leave it to later later this year rather than sort of dive across, you know, right now and uh, and basically walk away. I mean he might he might be lucky. He might hang on somebody might come up and uh, the other the other guys mightn't get enough points to get past him. So he still might get the championship anyway. He's not out of contention totally. Let's but, just um, say we'll go back thirty years ago and when uh Lounsey and Brighty both went across to the US and did some indie lights testing and had it interrupted their AT Australian Touring Car Series and meant their championship in line. I'd put my house on it. They'd still go across and have done those Indy Lights tests for a bit, for, you know, because experience, and they would have given up the championship for the year, you know? What does it, in the, put it in the big picture of life, 20, 30 years in the track, everyone's like, oh, okay, uh, Brighty missed out on his championship, but he got the tested Indy Lights. No, they didn't, they didn't go all the way to Formula One, but hell, what, what an experience it was. So you don't pass up on anything like that. So I'll just yeah, just throw it out there for that sort of thing. You you don't. You just take the opportunities when you can, you know, even if nothing comes out of it, it's fun. But anyway, that's happening uh that's happening this weekend. Have you heard at... how Aaron Cameron Cameron's going? I haven't I haven't caught up this week on Aaron. Uh I've I I haven't caught up. He's been Putting his uh, his adventures up on Speed Cafe, he's been writing a, a regular column for them. Now, the interesting this is the World Motorsport Games, the FIA World Motorsport Games, which are a really bizarre thing. The thing that I didn't know 
today is that all of the events from the World Motorsport today are on 7 Plus. They're streaming that. In fact, they're probably streaming some of it now. Don't, don't switch off immediately, but you know, yeah, afterwards, okay. by all means. But yeah, they are, um, they are streaming it. They've got a dedicated channel on 7 Plus, which is running all of the stuff from the, uh, from the FIA Motorsport games. But I'm not sure how it all works because it's, if you have a look at, I mean, if they're saying that they want it to be sort of, you know, the Olympics of motorsport. Well, if it was the Olympics of motorsport, I mean, you know, Lewis Hamilton would be representing England and Max Verstappen would be running for the Netherlands and, you know, Chaz Mostert would be for Australia, Shane Van Gisbergen would be over there for the Kiwis with along with uh, along with Scotty McLaughlin or something. It's... Well, well, still Shane. Well, no, Shane and Shane and uh, we claim they're every well, we cl- successful. Well, we 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 do, but they they're not keen. Though. I I know I know in particular that uh, Shane gets very upset when uh, some somebody introduced him. I think at uh, at Le Mans, some some somebody said to you, "Here he is, Australian driver." And he just turned around and walked off. And he said, "You know, well, at least get the country. You can't even get my country right." Well, you know, just hates during the pandemic. When he was able to come back from New Zealand, said, "Oh, is it good to be home?" And he said, first of all, Australia is not home. New Zealand is." Yes. Yeah, that's it. And oh, speaking of which, I, she's, I'm pretty sure he's not watching. But welcome. Well, we won't say welcome home, but she's second home. Welcome back to uh, to Scotty McLaughlin, who arrived back in uh, Australia, I think, yesterday for the first time in a couple of years. Mm-hmm. He's uh, up in uh, probably up in Queensland at his old stomping ground up there. Maybe I'm not sure whether he's. Uh, I think he might be actually doing some television stuff for, uh, this weekend on the Gold Coast for uh, for Foxtel or Seven or somebody. But uh, I think he's up there at the moment. So. He He's arrived back in back in Australia, so good on you, uh, Scott. Welcome back. Just checked uh, what you were saying about the seven plus. All they've got uploaded so far is the opening ceremony for an hour and twenty six minutes, which does include four hundred and sixty three drivers. I forgot how many there was from seventy two nations. So uh, hopefully that um, those streaming of those. Uh, events come I'd like to find out how they choose because I mean they've got a they've got a Formula Four component and the young guy who's running Formula Four for Australia is basically coming. I think he's got very limited Formula Four experience. He he did very well in the Ferrari Academy um, tryouts, and so I think as a result of that he's got over there. But if they were taking it seriously, you'd look at somebody like Hugh Barter, who's you know like pretty much dominated the didn't win it because of the, the point system, but. Pretty Pretty much dominated the French season. Did all you know? Was certainly probably would all you know would have won if he'd have got all the points that he was entitled to. Um, he's currently running second in the Spanish uh, series as well. So you would think that somebody like him, he would be a, 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 an ideal opportunity to represent Australia in Formula Four. But he's he's not there. Um, we've got the the Groves, um, Brenton and, and Tony are, are running in the the. The uh, the Porsche in the the GT3. So there's a GT3 race. This is all run by Stefan Rattel, so it's all run under SRO things. So uh, it, so apart from being on Seven Plus, it'll also be on GT World as well. So pretty much everything that you want to see. There's carts involved. There's oh, there's E series, there's sim racing. There's a whole bunch of stuff. So but it's an interesting concept. It'll be interesting to see how it uh, yeah, see how it goes. Yeah. But it's a good working holiday for some people as well, though. Yeah. Too a bit of a bit of time to kill. Yeah, as we're saying, bring bring back A one Grand Prix. Oh, I liked A one Grand Prix. Yes, 
I did as well. Great minds think alike. I liked it, but it. Uh, I mean, we spoke to Mick about it. Remember when uh, we got a break with COVID and we went over to saw Mick at one stage. Remember too? Uh, yeah, Mick Webb. Yeah, Mick was involved in, in Team Australia. Mick was CEO of Team Australia. He was. So he was. Um, he was head honcho. And uh, well, like, Richard and I, Richard and I went up there. We were. We were. We went up to Sydney Motorsport Park for it. Um, there, there. So when when it was when it was on, oh, and, uh, and it was a, it was a really good, really good uh, great weekend. Yeah, it was a great weekend. It was fun. There was a the crowd was a you know, was pretty disappointed. The interesting thing about the crowd was there were a whole bunch of there weren't many people there, but a lot of the people who were there were not traditional motorsport fans. I mean, I was talking to a there was a whole bunch of people from Lebanon because there was a Lebanese there was a Lebanese team there. And there was a whole bunch of Lebanese. Expats coming out and saying, "Well, we're here to support. We're here to support our country. We don't know anything about car racing, but you know, go Team Lebanon." So, uh, yeah, they they were starting to get a bit of sort of you know a bit of momentum, and then you know a whole bunch of sort of dodgy financial deals sort of happened, and uh, some of the money that should have been there disappeared. Not particularly uh, unlike a series that might have uh, had some problems overseas this year involving young women. So it's just like um, just like when people go to the tennis, well they don't go to watch the tennis, they go to support Kazakhstan and and drink lots of uh, of beverages. And uh, who are you supporting? I don't know the guy out there that was wearing this, that's got the flag on from our country. So that yeah, they do it at the tennis exactly the same thing. The other thing was though too was the expectation of the, of the A one Broken Peace stuff is it it, it 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 was born out of the shadows of the IndyCar and and everyone was expectation was uh, it was oh it's going to be the next big thing and, and unfortunately it just disappointed people because it it wasn't IndyCar as well too so that was. I suppose that's where everyone fell away a little bit. It wasn't just- well. Unfortunately, they never got to race on the Gold Coast because that was where they were coming back to Australia when the, when IndyCar pulled out of the Gold Coast A one Grand Prix. And I've got a T shirt. I've got the T shirt. You know, like Indy, um, like Gold Coast A one Grand Prix T shirt that actually never happened. I, I picked that up at an op shop at one stage. They must have you know sort of donated them to to the Salvos or something because I walked into a walked into a, an op shop one day and there's a whole rack of of, you know, of A1 Grand Prix indie like a Gold Coast t-shirt so yes I can, vouch, I, can, I can vouch for your collection of stuff I went over to Brett's last weekend and we dived into his garage to the bottomless pit for the black hole I think I think uh, Star Trek had better expeditions <laughs> than we did but anyway we, we got through four boxes of these 20 boxes of of memorabilia, so and it's, there's stuff that you wouldn't believe. And I, all I did was the stuff I knew what it was. I just look at it and I go, "This." Anything I didn't know what I was, Brett, just, you have a look at this. Look at this, and Brett be like, "This." Oh, I remember this, and he'd, go, like, and he'd just be looking. Oh yeah, like that. And he'd go off on his little tangent for about a minute or two, and I'd, I'd just tap in in the ear because I'm trying to concentrate on actually get through some stuff. And then it's like, "Oh, here's the next one, Brett. You check that one out. I'll keep going through this stuff. The regulars and stuff like that. We found some great little." Um, uh, ornaments and trinkets and uh, memorabilia and photos and little bits and pieces that 
Brett's collected. Oh, and he's got a little, and he's got a Leanne yard collection now. We've got a nice uh, yeah. shelf in his garage. Oh, I've got, I've got. That's that's not the that's not the start. I, I've got, yeah, I got lanyards. I got the hundreds. I mean, yeah, like yeah, every, everybody, you know, everybody who's been, um, yeah, who's been a, garage, a part of it. We've got a garage lanyard collection now. As There's well, now a, with, with the one that's in there. I'm just looking across now. I've got the lanyard. I've got a lanyard from. Uh, I, I've got. Uh, oh, I've got from. Uh, Chinese touring car championship from that was from Ordos and I've got Dijon and Le Mans and got a, I've got a few lanyards there. I've got another Le Mans lanyard up there, so I've got lanyards all over the bloody joint. That's all right. Okay, We've got a well, garage collection going there. Well, the good thing is, I mean, what we were doing and going through them was finding the tapes that were marked that had sort of races on them, and we're passing them off to uh, yes. to Virtual Art, to Roy at uh, Online Invent, and he's he's been uh, dubbing them down and putting them on his Motorsport Archive channel. And so, if you want to have as well too. Yeah, I'm really surprised at how well that uh, how well a lot of that stuff has uh, has come up. I mean, and he put up the other day the I think it was the '96 or might have been the '95 uh, drag racing nationals from Calder Park. Uh, he's put up a few sports sedan races, and we found, as you said, yeah, Doc, we've got we've got yeah, like a, basically a box and a half of, of stuff for him to go through as well. So uh, no shortage of uh, no shortage of stuff to, for Roy to to play with over once we get it to him, and uh, that's that's only the beginnings that's and that's just the vhs and 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 beta cam stuff that's in the in the garage because there's more, yeah there's four four the very big boxes of dv of mini dv tapes there, and there's literally thousands of those Roy will be like uh the griswolds at, on the christmas special up in the attic there wearing his um dressing gown and his uh pink pink uh shower cap and sitting there with his with the camera, with the, with the projector on the wall, they're looking at old night, you know, nostalgic tapes of races. Yeah, so yeah, thanks, thanks, Roy. If you, if you, sometimes you, you, you know, you're listening on these nights, but uh, he's got lots and lots of uh, stuff to sit up there in the in the snow because we'll probably have snow next. So, hey, well, Brett, I'll I'll make a motor racing man cave in my new shed. So, uh, oh, uh, you guys are, are you going to make a white wall for us with the projector? If you need it. It, you've got. I've got a projector. Well, Roy's converting it all at the moment. We are yeah. to. Yeah. What about a big video screen? Well, that's Did what I'm saying. Like... If you've got the projector, is it USB compatible? Because you just stick, oh, I'll just buy in. one. Oh, yeah, there you go. Oh, yeah, you. Oh, perhaps I'll buy yeah. two. Just a, yeah, one right. for each of you. One can watch the left hand. <laughs> one can watch the right hand side. Oh, I've got to buy more scotch for us. That's all right. Another decanter. <laughs> Don't need to. There's more. I found a, <laughs> yeah. I found a bottle in one of the houses. Can you that into your yard because I think you have steps in your house. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, I, no, I, I think you, it, it'll, it'll be. It's just as hard for us to get to to his house, up to his house, as it would be for you, Pete. I mean, so I mean, if, if we can make it, we'll, we'll get you up, we'll get you up there somehow. I mean, don't worry, if we've got to get a helicopter in, we'll, we'll get, we'll fly, we'll fly you in. Don't worry about it. We'll get you there. Uh, Pete, Pete, the t there's drones everywhere. We'll just Uber Eats you. Well, that's right. We'll put we'll put Peter on an Uber Eats delivery. Get an Uber Eats. Just put a put a, uh, one of those Uber uh, drones on each corner. Me pick him up and just drop him into the. It'd uh, make a great it'd make a great side, wouldn't it? I mean, you'd have sort of you know, the the ride of the Valkyries playing, and it's like, you know, what the hell's that? And look up, and here's you know, slung underneath this massive drone is Pete in his chair, so you dun 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 dun. Cru cruising in with his Uber Eats bag, he's got, 
He's got dinner all ready for all of us. Yeah, it's just just coming in and saying, "I open the bottles, boy. I've got, I brought, I brought the food. I've got the food. Where's my, where's my? Pour me, a, pour me a glass." <laughs> yeah, so anyway, let's um, let's let's yeah, back 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 to reality before we wrap up. Uh, as I said, nine thirty on channel thirty one, also on the YouTube channel. Have a look for the um, the, the the discussion with Neil Kearney on Longford. Uh, great. Great raconteur, great great stories, and uh, we we caught up with Neil. That was uh, that was fabulous on Tuesday and, night when we recorded that. I hate to jump the gun, but because we can reminisce a bit more, but but it's all about get the book. It's reasonably priced. I think around sixty five bucks was it sixty five? Yeah, it was. So I think a little bit less than that actually. It was, but yeah. but it was very. It was certainly very affordable, and uh, it goes oh, it goes right. Back. Some amazing, yeah, beautifully beautifully put together book. Um, I, got and... to, I got to, I got to the prop. Yeah, I got to hold the prop. It was, it was uh, wonderfully put together, as you said, Brett. 185, 186 illustrations as well, too. And he said that was one of the hardest parts was trying to get all those pictures over the last two years, sourcing them all. So he's very grateful to all the people that contributed to it. And they're very good quality. Most of them, well, we had them on. If you watch tonight, you'll see them. We put a, a pile, and uh, Neil was 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 good enough to send us a whole pile of those photos, and we we ran them uh, behind us on the on the monitors as part of the backdrop. So uh, you'll you'll see some of those photos up behind us, and you can see them in the book, and they're all the very good quality. Lots of great stories because yeah, Neil was Neil grew up in Longford. He was a kid in Longford, went to school, and he was telling us about sort of you know, going down the pub and you know meeting up with he was a paper know, boy remember he was paper boy yeah paper selling paper. the paper so but anyway watch tonight and you'll you'll hear all those stories because they were the fabulous well, uh, fabulous stuff was, and you you did warn me brett was that uh you, you know we won't have to do much question asking he'll just take it and run so we could have talked for another hour or two easy because the book is also in and without giving away too many secrets it's in chronological order through the years where we talked about each year and and the Grand Prix and the, and the contributions that from from his own memory and other people that have helped. And, him and I didn't realise that Longford went on for such a long period of time. And I also was unaware that they actually that it started as a bike uh, event and it was a, a motorcycle meeting. But uh, yeah, so he's got all of those details and all of the press clippings from the time and the stories that he remembers, the stories that you know his family remembers and other people around the town. It's a it's a, it's a great reader. It's a terrific book. So uh, so. You know, pick it up. Uh, go to his website. The, the details are there tonight. I did a little bit of uh, quick um, research about it, but we didn't get a chance to ask him all the questions on the, when we were taping the show. And he has he had a good friend. He uh, grew up with at same age. He went to school with. And as it turned out, he actually I can't remember his name right now, but his dad ended up playing for Carlton, I think, at uh, the VFL level as it was only now with the modern day version of AFL. And the, the mate he went to school with, and unfortunately he's passed away now, uh, went on to not just um, be a great basketballer, but represented Australia and also went to the Olympics as well too. So um, there's some great side stories as well to it, not just on motorsport. So check that out as well. Yeah, so check check out tonight. Uh, coming up this weekend as well, um, the Australian Supercross Championships at Adelaide Showgrounds um, live on their site. That's, that'll be interesting. Live on their site on on Facebook. So um, so yeah, have have a look at that. We saw the um, we unfortunately didn't get to the uh, to the Marvel Stadium on. Uh, 
on oh. Friday morning at mm. seven a.m. You know, we I, I get up at around you know I was up at about sort of eight eight o'clock eight thirty, and I I just came there. That's like you know. Media, here's your media invite. Come around today and talk to you know all the, all the writers and you know get some footage and talk to Tony Cochran. There's gonna be a media conference and all the rest of it. And by the time we sort of found out that it was, it was way too late to organise anything, so we didn't get out there. But they did send us some uh, stuff. It looked like that it was uh, looked like it was a pretty successful uh, pretty successful meeting. And it's only the start of these things. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, Tony Cochran clearly sort of talking it up in the press conference. I mean, we run a little. Yeah. Was there. Paul, he Paul was, there. was there. Yes, yes, he was. He was, was, he was there. So perhaps you can tell us if you thought it was successful. But it certainly, it certainly was presented well. It looked, it, it looked good, as you would imagine with anything that Cochran's involved with. He, he you know, he know, he knows the importance of putting on a show. <laughs> so, um, yes, yeah, so I think that that was that'll be interesting because he was saying next year will be a full sort of World Series. It was only sort of you know they tried out that in Cardiff and in Melbourne this year, and next year um the, they'll be running it up in a whole bunch of different countries around the world. But it did went it seemed to go seemed to go pretty well. Um, yeah, Nick is saying driving out it was interesting with the storm going and. <laughs> And the and the flooding, but the, the, that would have kept the crowds down as well on both nights as well. The fact that outside it was such horrible weather, but um, it looked like it looked like a really good. Uh, I watched a little bit of it on on Channel Seven, and then I got the uh, the stuff that we'll you'll see tonight on the um, on the news, which uh, they sent us. Uh, they sent us a VNR with uh, with some of the action. Speaking of, before we move on to any other ones, uh, yeah, so it's looking 50-50 for Calder Park tomorrow night. They, I no, no, it's cancelled. Cancelled. Uh, so last De- post I said it was 50-50, now it's cancelled. No, definitely, definitely cancelled. They they pulled the plug on that. So, yeah, fast row for the, I think it's now the third week in a row. And if you have a look at the forecast again for this, for Friday next week, uh, the forecast is rain again, so they're just not having a good run at the moment. Uh, I think they're going to try and get something at Heathcote Park, but Heathcote Park was, you know, it was literally underwater for for a lot of the time uh, over the past few days. They got half a weekend out of it last week. Paul saying that that's interesting. Paul saying the yeah, track, he thought that the track was that. better than the the Ozex one that which, which we went to, and uh, that was mm. that was a good track, and so that that's interesting. Even better. Yeah. yeah. Um, we've also got um, yeah quoted f- quoted fifty thousand uh, crowd over both nights, and uh, wouldn't surprise me if it was something like that because it was it looked about sort of you know like a half full, and that place you know when it's full will hold you know just on fifty thousand, so just over fifty thousand. So yeah, I would imagine for the two nights. So I think under the circumstances, they'd be very very happy with that. Well, good thing I hate to interlude on that one, but I've seen there's a lot of football at uh, at the. The Marvel, and you can sit in uh, level two or level three, and there's no real bad seats. So, considering the fact that those um, motorbikes, uh, cross bikes, are going 50 feet in the air, you could be on level three, and they're still going above your head. So, um, yeah, that's the great part about Marvel Stadium when you're watching any event whatsoever. There's no real bad seats. You always get a good view of everything that's going on. Yeah. So anyway, that's that's uh, that will be. I'm sure it'll be back next year. Uh, seem to go. Seem to go very well. Uh, that's right. Yeah. Tony Stewart just saw it down the bottom. Tony Stewart, that NASCAR and sprint car sort of uh, superstar, making his NHRA drag racing debut in a top alcohol drags to this weekend. Uh, Tony has got involved in drag racing. Well, he got involved with a. Uh, 
he got involved with one of the uh, with with a drag racing driver basically, and uh, has fallen you know, fallen in love with her, and also fell, fallen in love with the sport. And so he's right, he's driving a car this uh, this weekend. So it'll be interesting to see that he'll bring a lot of attention to that uh, round. So we'll have uh, we'll have news from that uh, meeting on next week's approach. No, actually we won't because next week's show, of course, mm-hmm. speaking of Tasmania, is uh, the Baskerville Historics, that's and I'm sort of uh, that's what I'm going to be doing over the next three days is cutting all of that to cutting all of that together but uh, we got some really good stuff there so that'll be uh yes yeah, so any behind be the good. scenes stuff or all just all on track you what sort of concept you're going to go there brett no, we've got to, we didn't get as much. Unfortunately, because of the weather, we had one of the cameras was destroyed. By our main camera, the, the the large one was got totally messed up by the by the weather. By unfortunately, so pretty much everything after about lunchtime on Saturday, everything we shot on that was unusable. So we didn't get as much on track stuff as I would have liked. But we do have some fabulous interviews. Um, we've got, as I said, the on on the show for this week um garth wingston johnny walker charlie o'brien uh, we've got the the some, some people behind the organizing committee telling us about how they saved the track the history of baskerville um some some really good some really good foot we do have some interesting cars to look at too there's quite a few uh quite a few fascinating cars that was the thing about it you just there were so many cars down there that you just don't see on the mainland and it was really good there were a couple of cars unfortunately i wanted to do a story on one in particular a Tirana sports sedan, which uh, looked wonderful, but the, uh, the the driver just wasn't interested. We said, "Yeah, I'd like to do it." So, no, no, I'm not talking to you. No, no, piss off, mate. I'm not not interested. So, what was was that the Rana that uh, you were live streaming on the last day? Jason was following the car, and you were chatting. And it was yeah, that was, yeah, that would yeah that would that was that was the, yeah. And the black and some idea as well though too of the of the levels of the track as well though too. So you could stand up where you, where Jason and you were at that stage. And you can basically look all the way around the track, but you, oh, you, fabulous, you, fabulous! You, so natural amphitheater. You park on the side. Yeah. You look the whole tracks out in front of you. You can see the whole track. Um, it's it's got very good the, elevation. The elevation you were changes. Well, yeah. yeah, terrific, terrific. Uh, yeah, absolutely terrific circuit. Kevin Bartlett, as you hear in the interview, Kevin Bartlett was described as a mini mount panorama, and it is very, it is very similar in the fact that you don't realise just how big the uh, the elevation changes are until you're there and have a look at the the thing. And uh, there's on camera camber corners and off camber corners and all sorts of things. Real challenging, real challenging track, and just a fabulous meeting to go to. Everybody who went along, I saw Mark Goldsmith before um, was was with us and and he was down there with his elfin and uh he had a good time i think everybody who went along will tell you that they just had a fabulous time and it really is on one one to put on the bucket list if you haven't raced there get on down there at least so you can say once in your life unfortunately it is it is very expensive to go down that's what we were, we were talking about the fact that you know like to to get a car down there just just the transport there and back costs you know close to five thousand dollars return so yeah, so yeah, really, really, ex- really, really you, expensive. You, you convinced me to go down there, and did you just say that? Mm. Well, as they pointed out, if you can drive, you, if you can drive the car on, and that's mm. what some people were doing. They were, if they had road, they could you drive the car on, and you could go down with the car with normal car rates. The moment you take a trailer or a truck on there, it the, the rates just go through the roof. Let's check what TT lines are charging probably- down along now. It's probably more of a hassle now. Now that the um, ship is in Geelong, that's what I said. Well, that, yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, 
They also got a bit. Don't look at the news about TT Lions though, because they got a massive fine today. They got slapped with a few. They they needed more than a massive fine for that. That was absolutely disgusting. Saw, but anyway, yeah, exactly. yeah. You, you saw what I was talking about. Yeah. Hey, listen. Um, before we go quickly, because we we'll give people a chance to have a look at the the stuff with Neil Kearney tonight, rather than listen to us gas bag on. Let's um talk about uh, quickly MotoGP. Uh, it will go down to the wire, but. but uh, you would think that Bagnaia has has pretty much got it wrapped up, but not not totally. If he's he's, he's got to finish, and he's got to finish in a reason in a points paying position, otherwise uh, he can be overtaken by uh, by Quattararo. So, um, yeah, it was a good race, and a bit uh, got a bit nervous for Paco in the uh, over the last few <laughs> over the last few laps because his yeah. teammate for next year unofficial team orders, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't really wasn't really happening. wasn't really happening much, well, was it? Uh, so obviously, uh, Thriller Miller didn't um, didn't qualify as good as he hoped as well. Too, he was um, I think he was sitting on the third or the fourth row from the start, and just ended up. I think he finished seventh. So he did quite a, quite a good finish. At least he did. Yeah, he dropped at the end of the first lap. He was he had a bad first lap. He was back at twenty first when he when he came over the line the first time, and then eventually recovered to be seventh and really challenging for sixth place as well. So he yeah. had a he had a really good uh, he had a really good run. Around Mark Marquez, he just put him just before uh, in the last. Yeah. Or two as well too, but uh, anyway, getting back to the elephant in the room. So Pecco will finish it. He will win the championship. Obviously, his teammate Bastiani. He was his he was his um, wingman, so to speak. I I think he he knew in the last two or three laps that uh, not to overtake him, leave him in first place, and if he gets any challenge, put the put the shoulders out as wide as possible to to get the uh, the factory team across the line in first place. What I think, though, is going to be the question is, and everyone's uh, having a rant about, is Quattararo's enemy himself because he seems to get into the psychological uh, downtrodden, not, say, depression, but uh, self-belief timelines. And he just just drops his bundle. He doesn't believe in himself or in a... And just unfortunately for him, he just can't fight those demons and, and he can't convert it on track. Now, look, there could be some mechanical, there could be some problems as well within the team, the bike, the, the certain tracks they go to, but he's not finishing anywhere near in the top 10, which, is, which he's cap- he and the bike are capable of doing. So, um, look, if, if Quattararo can actually then next year have a good pre-season and fight up and Yamaha give him a, a good set of two wheels underneath him, uh, Mark Marquez is going to be back on fire. He seems to have been re-energised and he's, he's happy and, and, you know, he got a few tips off Casey, but he's in Australia a couple of weeks ago as well, though, too. So, you know, it's, it's unfortunately, the biggest, the big thing is, though, is if you do get time to watch MotoGP in the next couple of weeks, um, please watch the Suzuki's. Unfortunately, Suzuki's going to bow out at the end of this year. So um, enjoy the Blue Thunders while they're running around. Yeah, also um, we can see there uh, Falcon DJ17 is RX8 drive. The RX8 Cup, uh, the RX8 Cup is coming back down to Victoria as well for a meeting at Phillip Island in early December. I'll be down there. I'm going to be filming that on behalf of the RX8 Cup people. Um, so and uh, just basically, just basically filming. We're not doing anything for like specific, specifically for the show. We're going to be just providing the the footage for them to uh, to take away. And uh, young Tom, who's leading the championship, he dominated 
down at Phillip Island last time. Very, very handy steerer and uh, also helps that he has a background and an interest in uh, in film and television production as well. So I can just hand all of the I can just hand all of the raw footage to him and say, "Yeah, knock yourself out, Tom." And he can uh, good friends of the show. Very good. He can he can put it uh, there. Yeah, he's the the terrific guys to deal with. Um, The big fans of the show from up in yeah. So so Rick and Tom. Why can't they want they want in pit lane in Sydney, which unfortunately is not going to happen at the moment. Yeah, they did. They, it, it was funny as I was saying at the start of the year. I mean, you know, we, we we're sort of snubbed in Victoria now, but we've got you know a couple of categories up in Sydney saying, "Gee, we wish you guys had come up to wish you guys had come up." I suppose the other side of the the fence always looks better. But it was like, yeah. Okay, guys, we'll see you next week. Tune on okay. to Channel Thirty One, and we'll see you next week. Until then, bye for now, everyone. Have a great weekend.